0: Okay, so as I mentioned, this dialogue almost 2,000 years ago is so timeless. Um, Let's look at some of the elements here that have such meaning for us today. First of all, notice that Jesus calls him Simon now, not as Peter that he did earlier. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Now, this is after the resurrection. And Jesus says, Simon, what's going on here? This might be a subtle reminder that Peter needed some humility. We all do. Peter wasn't yet the rock in faithfulness just yet. Not ready for that title of Peter. You are Peter and upon this rock, he's showing. All right, let's back up a little bit. You still got some Simon in you. <laughs> we, we all have some of our old self in us, right? Now, this is a chance for Peter to say, I love you three times. Why? Why three times? To undo the three times he denied him. The first two times, now here's what's interesting. Pastor Jeff and I were just talking about this. The first two times, Jesus asks if he loves him with a devout, willing love what we, the Greeks call agape love. A love so deep that I'd be willing to give my life for you. It's a divine love. But the third time, Jesus changes the word. In the translation, he uses a different word for love. The third time he uses the term for love as a friendly affection. Instead of agape, what the Greeks call filial love. It's more of a human love. So what's going on here? Well, how did Peter respond? The reason Jesus used that word, the human love, the third time is because all three times Peter used that love of human love. I i like you jesus the third time peter said this jesus lowers his word of love agape the highest form down to this filial love this was the word peter used all three times he loved him but not fully loved him yet so jesus is desiring this agape love this complete and heroic love from peter but he'll settle right now for something lower. God will meet us where we're at. Don't be discouraged because we see people like St. Faustina. I get letters all the time and I love it. People saying, Father, I read St. Diary of St. Faustina and that's great, but they say, I'm so discouraged because I can never be like her. No, God meets you where you're at. So it's like, for instance, I had a a woman who I was counseling and she said, Father, I know I missed my call to be a nun. I was supposed to be a nun and it bothers me every day. I'm now just a wife and a mother. I'm like, whoa, just a wife and a mother. Even if the Lord did call you to be a nun and you missed it and you became a wife and mother, guess what? Now your vocation is wife and mother. Jesus is going to say, okay, I'm going to meet you where you're at. Now be the best wife and mother you can be. Now this becomes your vocation. Blessed by God. Even if we did miss something different in the past, God doesn't hold us to that. That's why we knew when I was discerning between the priesthood and getting married, I I, I knew that the Lord was going to love me either way. Now Jesus was desiring this complete and heroic love, but he said he'll settle For whatever Peter can give him at the moment. All right, Peter is saying that his heart is open to Christ and that he loves him as best he can. Perhaps sometimes we feel our love for God is just too weak. I can never love him as much as St. Faustina. Maybe, but God will meet you where you're at. We can never love him as much as he loves us. So Jesus is saying it's okay Don't get discouraged. You know, this actually keeps people away from mass. I have had many people tell me, Father, if I went to church, I would be a hypocrite. I'm a sinner. And to go to church, I would be self-righteous. I would be a hypocrite. No, that's exactly why you need to go to church, because we are broken. So Jesus is saying, this is okay, don't give up. He'll accept you where you're at for now. And then people use that, though, as a justification. Well, Father, you know, um, I'm living um, uh, an improper lifestyle. Uh, I'm living with my same-sex partner, and that's because Jesus. you told me Jesus loves me where I'm at. Yes, he does love you where you're at, but he loves you too much to let you stay there. Do you think that he was just going to accept from Peter... A normal kind of love, he elevated him before Peter died to agape love. So he'll meet you where you're at at a lower form of love, but he wants to elevate you to the higher form. So somebody who says, I'm living in this state of sin, Jesus will say to them, yes, I do love you. But I say to you, don't stop there. Jesus loves you just the way you are. Yes, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. He's always challenging us to grow in virtue, right? If we ask, he will increase our love for him. But we got to ask, are we praying every day? For those who are living in a lifestyle of sin, are they asking, are we asking God to get us out? Spend time with him, pray. Peter did. And what happened to Peter? He went from denial to friendly affection. Yes, Lord, I like you. to dying for him in the ultimate agape. So in other words, he went like this, I kind of went sideways, but it actually was this way. It was vertical. And actually that is the cross. We live our life horizontally, but when we turn it to vertically, we we form the cross. And Peter went from denial to friendly love to agape love, the complete giving. This is the message. He died for him. Yes. You know, Jesus said Peter would stretch out his arms. This day would come that people will lead you where you don't want to go. And he was referring to the kind of death Peter would face. It says that. We just read it. This would happen. Peter went to the cross like Jesus, but he asked to be nailed upside down because he said he was unworthy to die in the way Jesus did. So Peter denied Jesus three times to save himself from the cross and ended up being fulfilled and loved by the cross. You know, Jesus said Peter would face the challenge of the cross once again in his future, and he did, but this time he embraced it. He didn't run from it. He didn't deny it. He embraced it this time. So basically, let's finish by now saying, what did Jesus mean when he asked, do you love me more than these? He's challenging Peter's own words. Do you love me more than these? What is he challenging Peter? Because Peter said, even if the others fail you, Lord, I will never fail you. That was what Matthew 26. I will never fail you, Lord. These others might, but I never will. Man, that is one prayer I never make. (laughs) Because was it St. Philip Neri? Lord, look out for Peter or uh, Philip today. Because without your grace, he's going to betray you, right? So he reminded Peter, Jesus did, how he once thought he alone could be true and faithful. Well, that didn't last long because his courage failed. So don't get discouraged if you fall and you have to keep going back to confession. Now we sometimes might sound like broken records. We understand, God understands this. Keep trying. Remember, saints are simply sinners who keep on trying. Powerful. Then Jesus says, feed my lambs. What does that mean? This means Peter is to be the shepherd of the flock. You feed, that's what a shepherd does. My lambs, that's the flock. To feed in the scriptures means to guide, to rule, to govern. St. Ambrose said that the lambs were the people and the shepherd were those placed over them. So we're talking about the priests and the bishops. And in fact, the first Vatican Council, Vatican I, pointed to this passage we just read today for proof of the papacy of Peter. We all point to You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and that's good. But how many people realize what we just read here is proof of the papacy? So when you're challenged, where's the Pope in the Bible? Here you go. This is John 21, 15 through 19. That's proof of the papacy. How? Well, Jesus is the good shepherd, but now he delegates his authority. Which he had the authority to do. When you have ultimate authority, you have the power to delegate it. So Jesus did more than just forgive Peter. He gave him a very important job. He delegated him to feed the sheep. To rule. To govern. To take care of. To guide. So Jesus did something powerful here. So Peter might not. I said this before once you know peter might not think like john john was a great thinker um he didn't travel like paul paul well, paul was the great missionary but he gave jesus did the greatest task to peter to be the shepherd of his sheep so we too all of us might not be great thinkers like john we may not, may not be able to travel, especially now with coronavirus like Paul, even though, <clears throat> if you can, please join us. Uh, this October 14th through 24th, I'll be leading a pilgrimage in the footsteps of St. Paul, uh, Greece and the Mediterranean, um, an incredible opportunity. Would love to get to meet you, our Marian helpers, talk with you, eat dinner with you. And that's October 14th through the 24th. If you can call our center and get some information. Paul was a great missionary, but yet Peter, as great as Paul's missions was, was this shepherd. And so this is powerful. Each one of us can feed the lambs like Peter did. Well, Father, I'm nobody. I'm just stuck at home. Yes, the food of the word of God. You can feed through your living example. You can feed your family, your loved ones, your neighbors. In fact, even sharing our videos, you can feed other souls you don't even know. When you forward these, or not just our videos, but any, any evangelization on Jesus. Share it. Spread it. Beautiful. All right. So the love, this love that we're talking about, is the giving of oneself to another for the good. You know, Thomas Aquinas said, Love is willing the good of the other. Unselfish love is oriented wholly to the other person for their own good. It's holding nothing back. That's why contraception is listed by the church as something we can't do because contraception is holding back. It's, well, I love you, but I don't love you enough to have another one like you in the world. We give nothing or hold nothing back. We give everything. So God so loved the world. What's the famous line? John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son but he got nothing in return. That's agape love. That's the love Jesus was calling Peter to, even though Peter wasn't ready yet, he was still stuck down in human love. And most of us may be too. But let God elevate you up to that agape love. Ask him to move you up. Yes, he's meeting you where you're at. He loves you where you're at. But he loves you so much, he wants you to elevate up so the key jesus didn't ask peter you can never do this again you need to promise me you will never ever do this again it's not what jesus said jesus challenged peter to love and that is why we can say these words of christ are timeless 2,000 years, and they mean every bit as much today as they did when Jesus spoke them.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org.